This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Listening Room. My name's Ken Young and for the next hour or so we're going to play some rather splendid classical music and uh, I hope you're going to enjoy it, what we've got today. Um, Beginning with uh, a short piece by um, Otterino Respighi, very good Italian composer who wrote three works around Roman themes. He wrote The Pines of Rome, he wrote Roman festivals, and I'm going to play the first movement of a four-movement work for orchestra, and called Fount- it's called Fountains of Rome, and uh, this is the first movement. I think you're going to enjoy it. When I push the right buttons, of course, which I'm just about to do. Here we go. Fountains of Rome, first movement by Respighi.
Beautiful. Well, that's quite a way to start the programme for a day. For, for today. I usually start with something rather rowdy, but that is just gorgeous music. Um, it was written in 1916. It's Ottorino Respighi's... It was the first movement from uh, a four-movement piece entitled Fountains of Rome. And uh, it was performed there in a 1992 recording by the London Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Carlo Rizzi. I think I might have to play you some other movements in that piece in later weeks. Moving on to some piano music now, and a work by Gabriel Fauré, who wrote a lot of piano music. And himself, he was he was ambidextrous, so um, it's evident in many of his piano works he would sort of have lots of things happening in both hands, with maybe the melody in the middle and extended accompaniments in both hands hands in the outside of the register, both outside and in the extreme registers of the piano. He would uh, frequently share the melodic line between the two hands in order to accommodate the extended register of his accompanying textures. And and it's illustrated in the opening of this piece I'm going to play you, his first Vols Caprice, which was written in 1882, and is here played by New Zealand's Michael Houston. Well, I'm not sure what happened there. Terribly sorry about that. I shall have to play something else. Um, yeah, it's just cut out on me. Sorry, we're having uh, troubles to say, aren't we? Um, anyway, 
I'll play you something else. And this is music by uh, Victoria, a 16th century Italian composer. Um, and it's a beautiful uh, choral work. Um, uh, it's from his uh, Good Friday responsories of the second nocturne. And this is, uh, sorry, lessons of the first nocturne. And this is Lectio number three. And it's sung for us by the uh, choir of Trinity College, Cambridge, conducted by Richard Marlowe.
gorgeous. That was music by the Spanish, not Italian, as I said earlier, of course. I keep forgetting he's Spanish. The most significant Spanish composer of the 16th century, actually. But as you can tell, it's the most divine choral music. And that was Lectio 3 from the Good Friday Lessons of the First Nocturne. It was sung for us by the choir of Trinity College, Cambridge, directed by Richard Marlowe. Now for some Mozart and the first movement from his final symphony, the Jupiter, was number 41. He wrote his last three symphonies, 39, 40 and 41, in the space of a few months in 1788, just three years before he died. And apparently he, they would have all been performed. There are, there have, um, all the instrumental parts were written out and they existed in that time. We know that because there they are in libraries all over the world. And uh, so he probably heard all three, but we just don't know when. Anyway, we're going to hear the first movement of the 41st Symphony, uh, subtitled The Jupiter. It's in C major, and it's here performed for us by uh, the Prague Chamber Orchestra, conducted by Sir Charles McCarris. <laughs>
That was the first movement of the Jupiter Symphony by Mozart, his Symphony Number no. 41 in C major. And I apologise for the little bit of interference we had on that. I'm going to have to get a new disc of that one, it would seem. Anyway, that particular disc, uh, it's probably the last time I'll play it, uh, the Prague Chamber Orchestra, conducted by Sir Charles McCarris. Pretty fine performance it was too. And now for something completely different. Uh, the um, very eccentric French composer Eric Satie, in 1888 wrote three pieces entitled Gymnopédie and there's a lot of conjecture as to where that title comes from and I could run a list of ideas that people have had over the years on where that title comes from. My guess is, and a lot of people would back me up on this, that it comes is referring to the meaning included in Jacques Rousseau's Dictionary of Music which was published in 1775, where a gymnopédie was described as an air or chant to which young females from the ancient Greek city of Lacedaemon danced nude. Anyway, we're going to hear the third of the three gymnopédies by Eric Satie, and it's played for us by Michael Houston.
That was the third gymnopédie by Eric Satie, played for us beautifully, I thought, by Michael Houston. Uh, next, I'm going to play uh, a short work by uh, one of my favourite Australian composers, whose name is Ross Edwards. And in uh, 1998, he wrote a... Um, actually, in 1999, I think, he was commissioned to write a piano trio. A piano trio consists of violin, cello and piano. And uh, I'd like to play the third move, third and final movement of his piano trio. Here it is played by um, NZ Trio. Thank you. 
Cool ending. That was the third movement of Australian composer Ross Harris. Ross Harris. It's New Zealand composer Ross Harris. Ross Edwards, Australian composer. Very good one too. Piece written in 1999, his piano trio, and it was brilliantly performed by Auckland-based NZ Trio. And now uh, a short song by Debussy uh, from his three poems of Stefan Mellame. Stefan Mellame was a symbolist poet, um, second half of the 19th century in France. Very famous man, very famous poet. Um, and this particular song, this is the first of the three poems of Stefan Mellame, which um, Debussy set, and it's called Soupir, or in English, Sigh. It's a short poem, I'd like to read it for you now. My soul rises towards your brow, O calm sister, where there lies dreaming an autumn strewn with russet freckles, and towards the restless sky of your angelic eye, as in a melancholy garden, a white fountain faithfully sighs towards the azure, towards the compassionate azure of pale and pure October, which mirrors its infinite languor in the great pools, and on the stagnant water where the tawny agony of the leaves stirs in the wind and digs a gold furrow, let's lets the yellow sun drag itself out in a long ray. Soupir. Uh, here sung by one of my very favourite singers, uh, the Dutch singer. Her name is Ellie Emmeling. Oh, <laughs> 
gorgeous singing. That was the um, song Soupir, or Sigh, by Claude Debussy, and it's f- uh, from his three poems of Stephen Mellamé. It was sung there beautifully by really wonderful Dutch soprano Ellie Emmeling, conduct- and, uh, sorry, accompanied on the piano by Dalton Baldwin. And uh, now for some piano music uh, by Schumann, uh, who married a woman called Clara Wieck, Wieck. And uh, she was a very fine composer herself, and her music is making some of a comeback in the last few decades. She was uh, very, very fine, but she sort of put her own music to one side quite a bit uh, when she married Robert Schumann. But she was also a very fine concert pianist and toured all over Europe performing recitals. But she wrote some very excellent music herself. And anyway, um, before he married her, he wrote this splendid set of variations on a theme which she had written. So consequently, it's entitled um, Variations on a Theme by Clara Wieck. And it's here performed for us by Byron Janis.
Rather a sad piece. Rather a sad piece by Robert Schumann. Variations on a theme by Clara Wieck, who became his wife. And that was played for us by the wonderful uh, pianist Byron Janus. I've never known it was pronounced Janus or Janus, so apologies for anybody out there who does know, and I'm doing it wrong. I think it's Janus. Anyway, we're going to end with uh, another piano piece, uh, this time again by Foray. Uh, as you'll recall, we had a bit of a mishap. Well, I had a bit of a mishap with the previous bit of Foray I was going to play you, and I haven't got time to repeat that for you. Uh, but I'm going to play you another piece from the same album. The album is Trois by Michael Houston and uh, it features all French repertoire. And so we're going to have some foray, but this time it'll be uh, his first Barcarolle in A minor, it was 26. So here is Michael Houston.
beautiful piece. The Barcarolle in A minor, the first Barcarolle by French composer Gabriel Fauré, played by Michael Houston off a rattle release entitled Toi. Well, that is all we've got time for today, I'm afraid. Uh, sorry about the muck-ups a little earlier. Kind of interfered with things a bit, but we got there in the end. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I love having your company. And I hope you can come back and join me same time next week here in the listening room. Bye for now. The School of Performing Arts is the creative heart of Otago University. We pursue our passions as performers, actors, composers, songwriters, directors, music producers and dancers. Studying music, theatre or dance enriches any student's experience and opens the door to lifelong enjoyment. If you want to learn how to express yourself and communicate with others, work in a team, solve problems and think creatively, then come study with us. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.